Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. It's a coach's podcast today as we'll talk to the Manitoba Moose bench boss, Mark Morrison, ahead of their season opening series in Toronto this weekend. And Mike Rainbow, head coach of the Westman men's basketball team. They have a preseason opener against McEwen Friday. The regular season begins in a couple weeks. That's all coming up on the podcast. Manitoba Moose season, meanwhile, gets going this weekend with a doubleheader in Toronto against the Marlies, the first game behind the bench. For new coach Mark Morrison, spent four seasons as an assistant with the Ducks. Before that, he worked with the Moose slash Ice Caps, and he joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. Mark, how excited are you to get the season going this weekend in Toronto? Yeah, uh, a lot of excitement. It's, um, it, you know, it's been a, it's been a long kind of training camp for us. We've been, uh, my staff and myself have been with the Jets for a while now, I guess for almost three weeks uh, throughout their training camp. And so it's nice to, uh, to get into the moose camp and, and get ready to play the first game. It's exciting. And, uh, you know, just to be able to play in front of people again. And uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. What do you think of the, the crop of talent you have to work with at the moose level? Uh, I'm loving it. I, uh, our practices, uh, have been fast, a real fast pace. Um, I, uh, I really like the decor a lot. Uh, the young decor is, seems to be very mobile and skates very well and, and move the puck well. So, and more than anything, I, you know, I was saying today earlier on is that we were trying to pick a, uh, a, a veteran, kind of a veteran group of, of leaders and, uh, it was hard to do because there's so many of them on it. You know, it was almost a whole team at the end of the day on the list. So a lot of good people. When you're coaching in the AHL and let's say an injury happens on the Jets, a player goes up, whether it's someone like Philly Hanela or Cole Perfetti, you lose them on your team and, and you love having them on your team, but you still do you feel good that they're getting that shot at the NHL, even if it means you might win fewer games with the Moose? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I... I think that at the end of the day, uh, we're trying to develop players here for the Jets, and uh, you know that's our our our, cons- our number one concern. I mean, yeah, we want to win games, and winning games is you know it's that fine line. And winning games helps you uh, develop players as well, and that winning mentality. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, we want to we want to stick as many players in the Winnipeg Jets roster as we can, and uh, that's our job. Do you think the fact that you've you were part of this organization previously allowed you to, to fit right in seamlessly as after you were named head coach? Uh, you know what? I, I didn't really think of it that way as uh, being seamless until I got here and realized like uh, there's not many new faces. So it's been very seamless, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really clue into it till I got here and walked through the, walk through uh, the ice plex and realize that, Hey, these are all the same people that I, I was working with. So I, you know, that speaks volumes for the organization is how uh, loyal they are and, and what good people they hire. And you also worked with a number of the jets back when you were with the ice caps, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lowry and uh, Morrissey and yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few of them actually that Kyle Connor, what was it like in St. John's? What was the hockey market like there? 
Uh, St. John's was actually a great place for an American Hockey League team. It was uh, the community got right behind uh, the team. The crowd support was uh, was great. Um, played in front of real full arenas with uh, boisterous fans and uh, people outside were very well. And the and the, the group of guys was also very close, you know, because it was a it was a small small town uh, mentality type of thing there, and all the guys hung together very closely. So, yeah, it, it was a great experience. Do you think your your experience of playing in a number of different spots? Do you think that that helped you in your coaching career, just to to know where some people come from and the journeys people go on to to stay in this game for so many years? I think so for sure, and I you know you you go through different cultures, you realize that people are different. Players are different. Players have different outlooks on life. They have different uh, views and opinions and all over the, all over the map. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's helped in the sense where, you know, you, you realize that everybody's going through different, uh, has, has different issues, different problems. Um, and you learn how to, how to cope with them, I think a little bit easier and, the biggest thing for me is, is, you know, what I've learned in the past is that you just have to have patience with, with players because you, you can't tell when uh, their development uh, is going to take off. You know, like some guys are later, some are earlier. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that, that I've learned over the past. It's just everybody takes a different amount of time. I asked about hockey in St. John's. What's hockey like in the UK? Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's not a, it's, I mean, it's, it's a down the ladder as far as popularity goes in the UK. Um, they, the, the people that play it and the people that go and see it, love it, but the crowds are smaller. Um, you know, minor hockey is, has gone up and down and, and taken, uh, different avenues there. But I, the biggest thing in the UK is, is that they, they keep bringing imports in and they haven't. They they haven't developed enough of their own players and their own coaches, and they and, you know and that that's an issue. And other other or other countries have like Switzerland's done an amazing job at that. All right, so back to the present and the Manitoba Moose. Was there any hesitation for you to take this job, or did you know, hey, I want to get back into head coaching? Uh, no hesitation whatsoever. Uh, you know, when, before I left, I wanted this job. Uh, it's kind of like up my alley. It's something that I love to do. Um, the development part of hockey is, uh, it's a lot of fun and it's, you know, I, it, for me, it's more rewarding, uh, than anything. So I like it. So yeah, loved it. In that regard, then is it a, a bit different than being a, an assistant in the NHL? Yeah, it's a lot different. I mean, you know, the NHL is now and, uh, you're, you're very much in the present as far as uh, you need to win hockey games and, and that's the nature of the business. But, uh, here you're, you know, you, you need patience and, and you're, you're teaching, you're developing players. And it's, uh, yeah, it's for me, it's more rewarding. And that's, that's what I like about it. Let's just go through your team a little bit. You talked about the defense. How about in net Mikhail Burden? How would you describe him as a goaltender? Well, from what I've seen so far, and I mean, it's very small size because I've only seen him in uh, a couple of games, but he, uh, He's a competitor. He competes on pucks and uh, very athletical and uh, handles the puck very well, as I'm sure a lot of people have seen. But he, uh, so far, uh, I like what I see in him. 
And up front, what kind of firepower do you think this team has? Well, you know, that's a, a good question. Like, I, I think it's more about committee with the up front group, like, you know, scoring by committee and playing solid defense. I, I see a group that uh, a lot of similar players um, that, you know, like we hope that we bond together well and, and, and play the systems well because uh, they can all skate um, and they're all uh, they're all really hardworking workers and uh, I think that showed last year here with you know I've watched some video from last year's games and talking to the assistants that are still here from last year uh, their identity was really work 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 and uh, all those guys are pretty much back and you know there's been a few that have had uh, been added that uh, play the similar way so I think we're going to be hard to play against uh, I think we're a group that uh, is going to play 200 foot game up and down the ice they 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 seem to want to go they have good pace and practice and they uh so that's what i see so far and we'll see how that goes well i mean i guess there's only so much you can learn from training camp from a couple scrimmages with with the bisons you got to have some actual games to really get a good grip on on what this team will really look like right yeah very true i mean it, it's been a very small sample size but you know we've we've gone back and uh, did some uh, research and some of the players we've got and we, you know, we've known they've been in the league, you know, like Luke Johnson and uh, who else we have there, Esamon and Pognaski. And yeah, so we, we, uh, we've done some research on those guys and, and, and they're good hockey players. All right, Mark. Well, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for uh, checking in with us and best of luck as you get the season started this weekend. Yeah. Great. Thanks very much for the call and the interest. It's great. And now we turn our attention to the Winnipeg Westmen, as we do every week on the show, our weekly check-in Thursdays here, as we go to the men's basketball team, which has a preseason tune-up tomorrow against McEwen before beginning their regular season schedule in Regina on the 29th. It's a team that has a lot of new faces. A number of players graduating or moving on since their last game, which was on Valentine's Day 2020, a loss in the play-in round in overtime at Fraser Valley after a 10-10 and season. Here to talk about this year's squad is head coach Mike Rainbow, who's been in charge with charge of the program since 2010. Mike, first of all, just how does it feel to be getting back to something resembling normal? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably the best part is that there has been a sense of normalcy. It's been great to be back into practice. I mean, obviously, there's some things that are still different, but, uh, you know, as each week goes and we're, we're getting to spend time doing what we uh, love to do, it's, it's been exciting. So looking at this season, a very young roster, is that how you describe this year's team? Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, have a, a bit of youth. It's kind of an interesting one where we have some some guys that have been around for a little bit of time, but they, they really haven't had a chance to play, um, you know. So whether or not you count that as youth, I guess, will be uh, interesting to find out. But we're certainly excited to, to get into some gameplay and, and get a feel for what everyone can do. What was recruiting like over the last... 20 months what was it like bringing in two different classes and not being able to play until now yeah it was definitely strange I think you know one of the things that we did uh maybe a little bit differently is I guess we we sort of played the long game and we didn't bring in a huge class the year of the pandemic so we uh you know sort of were were targeted and and trying to make sure we didn't over recruit and uh you know have too many new faces to go with the guys that were returning 
So over the course of the last you know year and a half, what kind of communication did you have with your team, and what what was everyone doing to try to at least stay in the in the best basketball condition they could? Yeah, I mean the the interesting part was like kind of how different it was for you know each individual person based on where they were. Obviously, we had some some people spread out, and you know for the guys that were here, we were sort of on again, off again, and you know the rules were changing on what we were allowed to do, and you know just navigating through that in itself was a a big piece. But uh, you know I feel like you know everybody managed the the changes and the differences and did the best that they could to you know arrive on campus in in as good a shape as we could ask and uh, hit the ground running. Was there some rust though, those first few practices? Oh yeah, definitely. I think, you know, just not, uh, not being able to play five on five for a good chunk for the, the local guys for sure. And just the familiarity and certainly the, the flip of the switch intensity wise was, um, you know, something that it took a little bit of time to adapt to. And we had to be cautious about how we approach things and, you know, not overdo, you know, things from day one and, and really just try to manage, you know, our bodies and do our best to stay healthy. So you got a, I guess, a non-conference preseason game tomorrow night against McEwen. What do you look for in a, in an exhibition game? And is it different this year just because a, it's been so long since you played a game and B, there's so many new faces on the team. Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. Obviously we want to get back into, you know, the routine of what game day looks like. Uh, you know, being in the competitive environment again, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that go into traveling and the protocols around that that we're navigating through as well. And, you know, for our group, we just want to continue to sort of push the needle forward from where we are. We were uh, lucky to have a scrimmage with uh, Lakehead University on Monday to sort of have a uh, a bit of a run through of what a, a game situation is going to look like. And, you know, we want to go into this weekend, uh, hopefully to make some improvements and learn a little bit about where we're at. So your schedule's different this year because of the pandemic. You only play three other schools, Regina, or four other schools, Regina, Manitoba, Brandon, and Saskatchewan. Normally you'd play one team over a course of a weekend and you probably don't play them again. This time you do get to see teams for a second weekend. How do you think that'll change the dynamics of those second meetings? Because you'll have experience against them already that season. Yeah, I think uh, obviously the change in the conference is uh, strategic based on, you know, what we need to do to make sure that we can have a season. I think, you know, if you look at the the divisions, our division uh, has all teams that were previously in the playoffs. So we expect it to be uh, extremely, extremely competitive. And, you know, I think, you know, week by week, you just want to continue to get better. And like you said, having a bit of familiarity when you go to play again really does give you a, a bit of a barometer of, of how much growth you've had over that, that course of time. Do you like the fact you don't have to travel much this year? Uh, my daughter and my wife do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it's smart to uh, limit the, the amount of air travel and, and more than anything, we want to come through this season uh, safely and uh, have a chance to play it out to the end. Well, between your visit to Regina October 30th and your visit to Saskatoon on February 18th, you don't leave the province. <laughs> it's, you're going to be uh, in the comforts of home or, or to Brandon at the very most. Yeah, exactly. Staying uh, close to home base. I mean, that's why they... They, they created the schedule the way that they did. And I think, you know, very 
very smart strategically in terms of trying to limit our our risk and and keep everybody healthy and safe and and like i said the ultimate goal is to just to get back to some normalcy and play the full season how were the last 18 months for you ah you know obviously ups and downs and uh you know like everybody else sort of adjusting to you know whatever the the next level of restrictions were or the changes and uh you know going through it and you know at the end of the day i'm very fortunate that uh you know we we did all right and we managed and uh you know, I'm also thankful to not be my daughter's homeroom teacher uh, currently again. That was obviously a challenge when it, within itself. But uh, even, you know, to look on the bright side of some things like the, the extra time spent uh, at home uh, and with her and, you know, getting to take her to school and pick her up every day when I was able to, uh, when she was able to be in school, you know, even the homeschool time that we spent together, you know, that that is uh you know, invaluable time. And, uh, we definitely tried to make the best of it. How old is she? She's turned eight actually. So what was the toughest subject for you then to help her out with? (laughs) Uh, well, all of it, basically, I think, uh, you know, depending on the day, just, uh, you know, trying to not butt heads with one another and get the things done that we needed to do. And, um, you know, obviously we were adapting as, as we got into it, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that we survived. I mean, the one thing that uh, we did do a ton of time, or spend a ton of time doing, we, we spent a ton of time reading together, and just, uh, you know, like I said, that ha- that one-on-one time that we, we had, and, uh, you know, we definitely maximized that. She didn't get sick of you, though. I don't know. She was disappointed this morning when I had to leave, so I'd say we, we managed okay. That's good. Uh, on that note, I mean, you work at a university, but I'm sure this experience gave you a, a newfound appreciation for, for teachers. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think, you know, definitely fortunate that, uh, you know, my background was in teaching. I mean, there was certainly days where I was looking up the Manitoba curriculum for certain things and seeing what was going on and going back to, you know, a lot of years ago when I was doing my uh, after degree in education. So I, I put some of those uh, skills to the test that's for sure and we'll finish on uh, a basketball question what are your expectations for your team this year Uh, my expectations is that we're going to be a hard-nosed gritty type of team and that we're going to continue to get better week by week and you know ultimately our goal is to peak at the end of the season well mike wish you the best of luck thanks for your time and uh, we'll see you at the duckworth center real soon looking forward to it thanks again Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this Try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect.